Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Scott Chaloner. This podcast, just like the Leaders' Council itself, is all about recognising and celebrating those people who keep this country running. We exist to give leaders a voice outside of their own organisations and to support them in the same way that they support their staff every single day of the week. Now, if you are in a leadership position yourself and would like to have your voice heard on the national stage, then please do go to leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Now, each week on this program, I'm joined by a different CEO, CFO, COO, director, secretary, chairman or president. And the aim of that is to truly discover who those people are that get up every single morning and make this country work. We get their take on the current economic and political landscape of the UK and discuss everything from revolutionising business communications and keeping people connected even in lockdown nations. And even, of course, the success and innovation that makes the endeavour all worthwhile in the end. My guest on today's show is Andy Brunt, Partner Sales Manager at Televox UK. Originally Scandinavia's most successful cloud PBX, which disrupted Sweden's telecom market back in 2003, Televox has now expanded operations to the UK to bring its solution to the British market. The user-friendly software platform is known as Flow and is Televox's largest product, boasting 250,000 users as of 2018. Um, Andy, very warm welcome to you today and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us on the programme. Thanks very much for having me, Scott. Uh, it's a pleasure to be able to join and participate um, with you guys on the Leaders' Council. Now, I've only, of course, given a snippet there of what Televox is all about to the listeners. So just before we go any further, perhaps you could tell those listening a little bit more about the business and what it is that Televox actually specialises in. Yeah, so um, Televox uh, was founded in 2002, uh, and the main mission was really to be able to deliver uh, a simple and affordable unified communication solution in the cloud. Um, you know, being able to deliver a solution that doesn't tie you into any lengthy contract terms, um, being able to deliver a highly available and reliable service um, that's easy for people to use, it's, it's scalable, um, and effectively works at all company sizes was really the mission statement that, that we, we came up with when we when the company was founded back in 2002. And, uh, and over the last 18, 19 years, that scaled up to deliver a contact center as a service solutions as well, uh, and effectively deliver an end-to-end communication platform uh, for our partners who are able to white label the products or, or, or deliver it in the Televox brand. Uh, and our customers as well, as we work directly, we, we work directly and indirectly with uh, with partners and customers. And of course, keeping people connected has been more important than ever before over the course of the year, the last year. And just for the purpose of those listening, we are recording on March the twenty third, twenty twenty one. So the one year anniversary of the start of the COVID nineteen lockdown in the UK. And considering that milestone, I feel it would be remiss of me, Andy, not to ask you just to what extent the pandemic has affected Telebox. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think um, you know we've we've not um, been uh, yeah, excluded or we've not been special in any way, shape, or form. You know, the pandemic's affected um, most businesses, not just in the UK, um, but, but globally. I mean, we've had to adopt to remote working, like most other companies. I think um, what's 
probably put us in a stronger position than some is um, the, the fact that we use our own technology mm. um, using a cloud communications platform and that, that's what we, we offer to our customers so you know, uh, as the expression goes we eat our own dog food so using that internally has enabled us to um, spread our workforce remotely you know, overnight um, you know, that said um, spreading your workforce remotely isn't without its challenges because it means that you've got to still be able to deliver the same class of customer service and sales and support um, to, to your end customers and to your partners just as we did so before the pandemic so you know, I think I think um, I'm really proud of how the Televox um, team and staff and senior management team have managed to maintain that level of customer service and effectively deploy all of our staff remotely and have done so for the for the last year uh, yeah, as you pointed out we're, we're coming we're on the uh, one year anniversary today of everybody working remote and I think we've still got a little way to go yet before we're going to be back into potentially offices or able to sit down in front of partners and customers and, and end users and be able to you know, do the things that we did before. And it certainly has been a taxing period of time for mental health hasn't it over the last 12 months so with that in mind what has the previous year been like for the staff at your business in particular? I think you know it's like it's been it's been the same for us as it's been for most people, right? So I think it's it's been challenging. Um, you know, uh, like I said, um, it, being able to put a, an entire company—I mean—and again, you know, we're we're over two hundred fifty employees globally, but you know, there are much larger organisations than us. But being able to put um, put, 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 put all of that workforce remotely you know, it doesn't come without its challenges. You know, there are people that have to juggle homeschooling uh, um, as well as being able to do their day-to-day work. You have to make sure that, um, you know, people's mental health is, is, you know, at the very, very forefront of any strategy when, when ensuring that staff are working home. Um, you know, I think with that said, though, you know, the challenges that's facing, we've, we've done very well to overcome some of those. Uh, we've certainly managed to maintain a positive attitude throughout the company, um, whether that be through team, uh, you know, uh, team meetings, coffee sessions with cake or, or or even quiz nights with a glass of wine. But I think, you know, in amongst all of that, Televox has still continued to grow. We've added new staff. We've managed to launch new products and services during this, you know, really challenging time. So, you know, for us, we feel that's quite a you know, massive achievement, especially when you think that, you know, we're, we're losing uh, company names or high street brands that we've seen for years and years, and we've got companies out there that are just struggling to sort of keep the, the lights on the, uh, at the moment. Um, I think I'm, yeah, I'm also really proud of the way that we've, we've ensured that all staff are supported, um, you know, not just professionally, but personally during these times. So, you know, we've conducted surveys and questionnaires to track how everyone's feeling and how they're coping. Are they feeling supported? So, you know, it, it's, it's been challenging. I think, you know, probably the, one of the tougher ones for me was that our, our yearly kickoff had to be held remotely this year. Mm. Um, so, you know, what, what would normally be a, a uh, a lovely event where we all would meet in uh, in some in a foreign country or in a, or in, a, in the same country where we could all get together and review how the year's done and look at the plans for the next twelve months. Yeah, that was uh, enabled over a week um, of uh, of tele, um, teleconference sessions, um, and ultimately, you know, we still managed to. We still managed to achieve the same result, but I think, you know, it's not quite the same, I think, for anyone when you're not able to, to have those sort of face-to-face sessions with the people that you, uh, that you work with and you mentor uh, and that you, uh, you know, your peers on, on, a, on, a, 
on a, on a, on a stage like, uh, you know, your, your annual sales kickoff. Mm. Um, you know, that, that said, though, you know, we've still balanced out, like I said, with the things like Chris Knights, and I think there's even yoga and fitness sessions going on across the company as well, um, which I'm ashamed to admit I've missed a few of. Uh, mm. um, you know, we've, we've tried to keep everybody as engaged as possible whilst working from home and, and maintain that sort of uh, work-life balance still and, and maintain and monitor everyone's health and, and mental well-being. I certainly do sympathise with you there, Andy. I do love a little bit of exercise, but yoga isn't my cup of tea either. So uh, no judgment, <laughs> certainly, from me. Um, we've had a really fascinating insight there of some of the challenges you faced internally then within Telebox and how you've gone about overcoming those. But um, how is it that you've gone about sort of helping your partners and customers during these challenging times as well? Yeah, so I think um, when we speak about um, our partners and customers, I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about the UK specifically. So, I mean, we, we predominantly have a, a partner focus model here. So, 95% of our market of our go to market strategy is focused around working with partners who effectively resell the Telemarks products. Um, and having worked um, in channel management or partner management for the last 20 years, you know, for me, a massive part of that. Is, is, is about nurturing relationships, about spending time with your partners, um, being able to support them, whether that's um, you know, personal interactions through training sessions or product launches, or um, you know, just visiting their sites for your, for your monthly or, 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 or quarterly catch-up uh, or review session, uh, or going to, a, going to a customer for, for a go-live date. Um, they're the things I think yeah, a year ago, just over a year, we, we, we really took for granted. And, you know, if we look, if I look at what we've been able to do over the last 12 months, you know, we've still onboarded new partners. We've nurtured and built new relationships. We've opened doors into uh, prospective new partners that, um, you know, is it, it, really essentially what our target um, was for, for the last 12 months. So it's, it's, we've, I think we've achieved what, what we were looking to do over the last 12 months. I just, just think it's had to be adapted and done in a, in a very different way. Um, I remember, you know, if we talk, if I think about, um, you know, onboarding partners or looking at partner management from a couple of years ago, you know, that the normal would have been to uh, obviously book a meeting, go and have a face-to-face with that partner, walk them through the, the product and the partner program, uh, get an understanding of the, some of the challenges or gaps within their portfolio we could kill. That's all obviously being done over over remote sessions now on, on video conferencing with kids in the background and, <laughs> and homeschooling going on. And so, you know, I think you know the challenges really have been the method and the way in which we engage with our partners. Um, I think from from a customer perspective, or what we've seen with our with our partners, the, the challenge for them is being able to deliver technology quickly. Um, obviously, there's a large base, or there was prior to the pandemic, there was an exceptionally large base of legacy or traditional telephony out there, people with on-premise um, telephony solutions, and. Essentially, what they've had to do overnight is adopt a remote working strategy. Mm. So, you know, how do you lift a hundred people in an office in Leeds that have a, a you know a legacy of via phone system that isn't VoIP enabled and enable them all to work from home the very next day? It just yeah, it was it was a massive challenge. So, being able to deliver our solutions to our partners quickly and effectively and reliably. Uh, in a very, very short space of time, I think, you know, that was one of the key wins for our, for not just for our partners, but for our customers as well, as they were able to leverage the benefits of our UCAS solution uh, with it being so quick and easy to stand up. Mm. Of course, that A word that you mentioned a few times there, adapting, is 
particularly key because we've seen adapting and we've seen innovation within business on a virtually unprecedented scale over the year, the last year. And one of those ways that you mentioned there, businesses have had to adapt is by bringing in remote working models. And in Televox's case, how have your staff sort of taken to that, um, adapting to the remote working model? Yeah, so like I said, I think Televox already had um, uh, remote working practices in place. So we have flexible working available. The the, the, the platform itself, um, it can be used from anywhere. So it comes with uh, a desktop application, which can be used as a soft phone. Um, and it also comes with a mobile application that sits uh, on your handset, whether it be iOS or Android, that enables you to essentially take your business landline anywhere with you. In addition to that, um, both applications, desktop or mobile, have instant messaging, audio and video conferencing, uh, and a chatbot facility available. Uh, and we also integrate with Gmail and Outlook straight out of the box. So essentially, you're, by adopting the Telebox platform or what we use internally, we've always been um, utilizing those practices anyway. So your mobile phone essentially becomes your business phone. What used to be that chunk of plastic on your desk in your office is now replaced by your mobile phone with all of the features, functions, and benefits you'd associate with that. Um, but obviously, it's not tied into a network cable packed into your networking infrastructure in the office. So uh, for, for us, it was a case of a, more of a change of scenery. <laughs> I think it's probably the easiest way of describing it, rather than you know, working in our offices in Southampton, which have in the UK, or uh, in Malmo in Sweden, which is where a large um, number of our staff are based. You know, it was a case of for me working in my office at home uh, or some people working at their kitchen table, like I said, with a couple of kids running around. So, yeah, I think um, you know, the, the biggest challenge has probably been environment, I would say, as mm. opposed to technology for us. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that everybody's had a different experience uh, through these sort of unprecedented times. And thinking about leadership as well in just a little bit more detail, how has your leadership team at Televox had to adapt to these changing circumstances? Um, so I think from, from a leadership perspective, it's been very much focused on um, how do we you know, maintain the same level of um, cooperation and uh, relationship and, uh, uh, and communication with our staff based on the fact that we can't physically see each other or we can't sit down and have a physical one-to-one or a you know, weekly sales meeting. So I think, you know, what, what's been key, what's been a key part of that is is, is adopting uh, remote working strategies to be able to still have that same sort of feel and buzz and generate that energy. Um, and I know from, from myself, when I jump on my weekly sales call on a Monday morning, although it's remote, you know, it, it still cheers me up for the week. I still come away from that call with a positive energy, making sure you know that I, I, I'm ready to go and that I understand what my objectives are for the week. I understand you know, how well we did last week. And I think just because it's remote doesn't necessarily mean that you can't achieve the same uh, achieve the same results than you would have done if it was face to face. I think what we miss is that is that personal interaction. Mm. Um, um, certainly from a leadership point of view, you know, introducing things like uh, you know, the, the company barometer where we're gauging how everyone's feeling, trying to understand, um, you know, uh, people's mental health conditions, if they've got everything they need to do their job, um, are they feeling included? You know, those are key sort of questions that I think have been asked throughout the pandemic and we'll continue to do so as well to gauge um, how everybody feels uh, across, the, across the Televox organization. Uh, in addition to that, you know, we have our 
Uh, we have our, our weekly sort of coffee and catch up, which takes place every Friday. It's called uh, Fika Forever. It's a, uh, a, a Swedish organized session that takes place at one o'clock on a Friday where everybody just comes together for 15 minutes for a chat and a cup of coffee and a cake. Um, and then right the way through the pandemic, there have been a range of quiz nights and people catching up over a, a beer or a glass of wine, but again, remotely. Um, so that's been the key focus of trying to adapt, I think, is to maintain that positive mental attitude within the company and maintain positive mental health across the organization um, to ensure that we're looking after uh, you know, our staff as well as our customers and our partners. So making sure that people know they're looked after, isn't it? And being able to keep them motivated in that sense. And um, just touching on people in leadership roles just a little bit more broadly now, um, even as leaders, I think it's fair to say that we're not infallible. We are going to have mistakes in us. There'll be slip-ups here and there. And there's always something else for us to learn as well, especially over the course of the last year when COVID has literally thrown everything up into the air. So just reflecting on the last 12 months, is there anything that you've learned from this experience to adapting to the pandemic challenge? Yeah, I think I've learned just how important those, those personal contacts and those face-to-face sessions are. Um, I think, you know, sometimes, uh, again, I'm not speaking exclusively about my experience with Telebox here. You know, I've worked in um, sales management roles for the last 10 years and been in channel management for the last 20. But I think, you know, if I look back um, in previous roles, there have been meetings or sessions which, you know, you sometimes push or rush to get through because you've got a pressing client deadline or you've got an important piece of work that needs to get out or you respond to an RFP. Um, and I think, you know, making sure that you take the time to dedicate, or take the time to dedicate to, to the task at hand, certainly, especially when it evolves around um, people, employees, staff, you work with closely on a day-to-day basis. Um, and of course, I think Mental health is the other thing that's been massively highlighted during the pandemic. Mm. Um, I think if we look back to over a year ago, how much focus was there? Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm speaking generically now, but if we look across all industries, how much focus was there on staff mental health? I think you know, Telebox is one of those companies that, that's had that at the forefront of its vision right the way through. But you know, there's certainly other previous places I've worked at. Um, where mental health probably wasn't the massive consideration. You know, it would probably be driven by sales numbers and forecasts and um, uh, and making sure that you get the right result for the quarter. Um, I think if we look now at where organizations are at, there's a massive, massive focus on mental health. So I think, you know, if there's lessons to be learned, um, not just from myself, but for anyone else, I think it's that uh, we probably need to make sure that we take into consideration all staff's mental health, whether they're remote working, whether they're office-based, uh, whether they're a warehouse worker or whether you know they're a VP of sales. I completely agree with you. And I think this is where a little bit of that sort of Scandinavian origin can prove quite useful because there's a big culture there on staff welfare, isn't there, and making sure that everybody is healthy in that way. Um, and I can imagine that yeah. that's proven really useful during the sort of implementation of that home working model as well. As you say, there have been so many processes just making sure that everybody's all right and making sure you just keep connected, keep close knit. Yeah, and like I said, I think um, uh, I think the, the home working piece. I think we were in a, in a, in a, in a uh, relatively um, good position with that because we'd already adopted some remote working practices. I think there were companies out there, um, organisations that that hadn't adopted to remote working. I think you know there, if if you if you uh, you know look back, there's, there's probably a stigma around home working for some organisations, um, whether it be lack of trust from 
from um, a staffing point of view. Are they going to be as efficient? Are they going to deliver the same level of productivity? Mm. Um, or, you know, I think um, yeah, there's certainly been a stigma around that. I think what the, what the pandemic's done is it's forced a lot of companies' hands into allowing um, staff to work from home. And I think, I think what's actually happened is that people have, or organizations or companies have actually been surprised. You know, that, that stigma that was probably there before um, I don't think it will be there in the future. I think, you know, we've, um, I think a lot of people have conducted themselves in the best possible way. There, there will always be exceptions, of course, right? Um, but, you know, I think that on the whole, the majority of people have um, got their head down, they've got their work done, they've delivered the same, if not a better level of service from home while still being able to manage the flex, have the flexibility to look after children and homeschool. Um, and try and do everything you need to do day to day around the house as, as well as deliver an eight, nine, ten hour day um, for the company that you work for. And mm. um, we've talked um, a lot about the sort of Telebox home working model and how it was a bit more of a seamless transition compared to some other companies because there were those processes already in place. But I suppose even with those processes there, it can still be a challenge to maintain customer service and support levels when everybody is sort of scattered around. So how have you gone about managing to maintain those during the uh, the pandemic as well? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think I think we've been very fortunate. Um, uh, I don't think every company has been able to do it as effectively as we, as we, we, we found we have. Um, but I think for us, it's really down to the Televox staff. Um, there is a, a determination inside Televox with the with the people, with the staff, with the people that I work with, certainly within myself, to, to sort of go that extra mile. And I see, I've seen that philosophy continue through through the pandemic. If you know, if not increase, it's um, you know we're, we're determined to still do, uh, still deliver that same class of service that we've always done, if not better, in spite of what's going on globally. Um, you know, and that really comes down to always putting the customer first and, and doing the right thing and, and being honest and open and transparent. Um, I think, you know, the, the telecommunicator, I haven't worked in telecoms for 20 years, there's, again, been a bit of a, a, a grey cloud perhaps at times over telecoms that um, we don't, they don't necessarily always do what's right for the customer or provide them um, transparent pricing. And I think one of the things that, We've, we're really proud of at Televox is the transparency, the openness, the honesty when it comes to being able to work with our partners and customers. And I think to be able to do that through these tough times is where, you know, that, 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 that um, mentality of putting the customer first has, has really shone through for us. Um, and I think, you know, it's really, it's, it's, it's really um, humbling for me to see the people and the staff within Televox doing that all the time whilst they're juggling homeschooling and taking care of kids and, you know, having a, a what I call like a multitasking lunch or a multitasking lunch where, you know, I'm, I've just come off a conference call. I'm then making the kids lunch, helping them with some of their homeschooling and then jumping onto my next conference call as well. So, um, yeah, I think you know, being able to do all of that in the, in, in light of what's gone on in the last 12 months has, has, has been amazing really. And I, from my perspective, that, that all comes down to the people that I work with. It's usually inspiring, isn't it? Seeing people really bring the best out in themselves during such trying times. And we mentioned a little bit earlier on as well that um, a lot of those businesses that were maybe sort of entrenched in the old ways of working have now sort of had their hands forced into considering changing toward more flexible working practices. Dwelling on that in just a little bit more detail, what from your point of view do you think the post-pandemic workplace is going to be like? Do you think that Homeworking and increased use of technology could play more of a part in our daily lives now. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think the landscape's going to be very different, to be honest. Um, like I said, I think that a lot of companies have learned that you know staff can be trusted to work from home. Um, you know, they can be productive. They can deliver the same level of service. I think you know, um, like I alluded earlier, alluded to earlier, there were initial challenges I think for companies about standing up the infrastructure, making that transition from. Um, traditional telephony platforms which are on-premise and funky and don't offer flexibility or remote working. But I think once that initial um, speed hump had been, had been, they got past that initial speed hump, I think that, you know, they started to then see the benefits of people being able to work remotely. And I think what we can potentially see moving forward is an end to big, large corporate offices with, you know, hundreds of staff standing. Um, with massive overheads and connectivity bills, and and heating and air conditioning bills, I think I think that could start to be a thing of the past. Not in every industry, because there are all verticals. There are still going to be sectors that adopt those those sort of um, large working environments. Um, I think of the finance sector as an example. But I think you know, outside of that, um, I think that we could start to see a much more flexible approach to remote working, uh, and I think that's partially down to, like I said, the, the, the organization has now overcome that roadblock or that, that mental block, if you like, about um, trusting your employees to, to work from home and be productive and be, uh, be as efficient as they would be in the office. And with technology set to essentially play a bigger role in our day-to-day lives in that sense and remote working to perhaps become more of the norm, I suppose that presents a lot of opportunities for businesses like Televox as well, given what you specialize in. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, from our perspective, you know, we um, the technology that we offer to our partners and customers is all about making that digital transformation or that that migration to the cloud. So, you know, within that, there is always going to be an opportunity for us. So, um, I think you know, there is. I think what we're going to see next is is potentially people reviewing the solutions they purchase. So, if you think about the situation we had a year ago, um, Boris Johnson came onto the television. Um, in the evening and it says, right, from um, this evening, everybody needs to stay at home, right? So essentially, that's a, that was a massive deal, right? So that was a case of, right, you can't go into the office tomorrow. Um, you, 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 can't, you can't go to work. You know, we have obviously the furlough scheme and the support from the government, which has been great right the way through the pandemic. Um, but from a, from a company perspective, it's like, okay, how do I now switch from a fixed office with fixed tele- telecommunications to a, a remote the policy. How do I do that overnight? So what we've ended up with, I think, are a lot of telecommunications or phone systems or, or cloud communication systems that have been bundled together overnight. We um, student expression sort of with um, shoestring and chewing gum um, to serve a purpose for, for what we thought was going to be, you know, maybe three or four months. Um, skip forward a year, and here we are still today in a current in a lockdown using those same systems and those technologies. And I think there's going to be sort of two flows of customer or two flows that come out of the back end of this from from, from our perspective. We've got obviously the people that have um, uh, looked at what they're doing or we're already using cloud communications and have gone with a supplier that has a complete offering that's simple or easy to use and and, and it's got some longevity and future-proofed in, uh, future-proofing built into it. And then I think there are going to be a potential for, although we're certainly seeing a potential set of customers or, um, uh, and prospects and opportunities out there at the moment where people have obviously 
cobbled something together really, really quickly. And you know, they've done an amazing job getting a solution together. But you know, is that going to fit what they need for the next 12, 24, 36 months? Is that solution viable and, and future-proof for that period of time to service their business? And the answer to that is probably no. So, you know, we're seeing a large number of people who are interested now in reviewing the technology they put in place a year ago, understanding is it going to be fit for purpose moving forward, uh, understanding, you know, what, what, what potential benefits there are by reworking that solution or redesigning it to actually fit their business needs rather than something that they had to um, deliver very, very quickly out of a case of necessity rather than business planning. Certainly sounds like it's going to be a period of all change for business. Um, now, Andy, um, our period on the uh, the show is unfortunately um, drawing to its close. But before we do wrap things up, um, I would like to understand a little bit more about what the next 12 months may have in store for yourself and for Televox and what it is that you're really hoping to achieve over the next year. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I think you know, the main thing that, that, that for us and for everybody at the minute is to get some form of normality back. I think we'd all be, we'd all welcome that with open arm, open arms at the moment. You know, be able to get back into the office and, and see my colleagues and, and partners and customers. I mean, that, that would be a great start. Um, from a, an organizational point of view, um, like I said earlier, we, we've been growing as an organization. Um, so we've recently acquired a company called Nimitech, who are um, a UCAS provider in Spain and Portugal. So we'll be adding their 60 or, 60 or so employees to the Televox family um, and incorporating um, their customer and their solutions into the Televox fold um, over the coming months and years. Um, in addition to that, in Q2, uh, sorry, uh, at the end of Q2, we should be um, launching our new omni-channel product. So we'll be incorporating uh, all channels into the Televox platform, whether it be social media feeds and chat, it will all be amalgamated into a single platform. And that will be a really exciting addition um, to our portfolio of products. Um, we have more recently launched a new version of our contact center product called mm. CC Pro and CC Enterprise, um, offering even more advanced functionality to our customers uh, with integrations into HubSpot and Salesforce, Dynamic, Zendesk, Freshdesk. So you know, being able to offer a wide range of, um, uh, of integrations, especially across the contact center, is going to be essential moving forward, and especially when you consider that this is now a, cloud, a cloud-based product. I think one of the challenges, bigger challenges during the pandemic was moving contact centers remotely. You know, these are typically big, big offices with three or 400 people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do you pick them up and suddenly send them all home and make it work? So having a, an omni-channel product with, you know, really, really good reporting and uh, uh, um, um, powered BI integrations, uh, Salesforce and Dynamics CRM integrations, that will be a massive game changer um, for our customers and our partners. And then further down the road later on this year, um, we've actually got two two new two other um, additions to the product being launched, uh, which will be our, our knowledge base. So we'll have a comprehensive knowledge base available to our partners and customers to enable them to go on uh, essentially use as a resource to find out information on how to use the platform and the solution in a much greater level of detail. Um, and I think to follow that will, will be will be our chatbot integration to the knowledge base. So that will actually enable. Uh, our partners and customers to interact with uh, an AI-based chatbot that will then um, you can essentially ask the question around the product or our service and it will give you a detailed answer based on interrogating the knowledge base um, you know essentially streamlining 
um, the way in which we're able to offer not just support for our customers, but to our partners as well. So yeah, we've got some really exciting, a really exciting 12 months ahead. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to everything that uh, Televox has planned over the next 12 months. Certainly does indeed sound like exciting times. And indeed, if there are any other uh, business leaders tuning into this uh, program, which I certainly hope there will be, um, you know where to go if you're looking for uh, cloud solutions like this. Um, Andy, I have to say, it's been an absolute pleasure welcoming you on to today's program. And just in light of some of those plans that you have, I think it would be brilliant to welcome you back onto the show at some point in the near future, just to see how those plans are really starting to come to fruition. Lovely. Listen, thank you very much for having me today, Scott. It's uh, it's been lovely speaking to you, and uh, uh, you know, I wish you all uh, all the best uh, moving forward during these challenging times. Yourself as well, Andy. Thank you ever so much for your time today again, and please do take care and stay safe. Thanks, Scott. Take care. All the best. I was speaking to Andy Brunt, partner sales manager at Televox, and I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed listening to today's interview. Until next time, since sadly all of the pubs and wider hospitality establishments remain closed, I'll be sat in my front room and raising a glass to outstanding leadership and hopefully I can reoccupy my usual corner in the Westminster Arms soon, providing Boris Johnson's roadmap out of lockdown all goes according to plan. Remember, please do stay at home where you can, protect others and save lives. Take care now and goodbye.